What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate, and yes, you're listening to another B-Side. Now, look, we talked about B-Sides in Season 1. This is Season 2 of Living Corporate. For those who don't know, B-Sides are basically random episodes in between a large episodes where we just kind of kick it, you know? Sometimes we have conversations with just me and Ade. Sometimes they're like kind of extended monologues, just me or Ade. Oftentimes, though, most times, they're conversations with, like, special guests, like one-on-one discussions. And I'm going to tell you, uh, this time... This time, this one's special for me, okay? Now, y'all might not know, but I'm actually a huge... I love rap in general, right? I love rap, and I love battle rap a lot. Um, y'all know those air horns y'all hear in the shows like... Beep, 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 beep. That's actually inspired by battle rap, specifically Ultimate uh, Rap Battle League URL. And, and the reason why is because battle rap, to me, it combines public speaking, retention, charisma, improvisation, crowd control all at the same time right and clearly y'all can tell i enjoy talking so it's obviously a clear intersect for me anyway uh, i was always a big follower of it as a kid but you know life goes on i kind of let it fade well back when i was in college i stumbled upon a battle rapper who really got me back in the game if you can imagine jay-z but as a battle rapper that's a crude reduction of who and kind of what this style is okay so our guest for today's b-side is jerome jones aka kingpin aka juggernaut aka chilla aka boss town aka your favorite writer's favorite writer chilla jones chilla jones is a musician and battle rapper hailing from boston massachusetts new england he has released several projects but you most likely know him from battle rap he traveled all across the world he's making a name for himself as one of the biggest writers to ever engage the arena chilla How's it going, man? My guy, what's going on, man? Peace up, was good. We out here, man. <laughs> we out here, man. Look, man, so look, today, man, today we're talking about pursuing your dreams, you know, navigating between your full-time and your and the entrepreneur space. You know, how, what what was it like for you and, like, in, in you working your nine-to-five, when did you start really being like, look, I need to pursue this battle rap thing. I want to pursue this music thing. Like, what was it like to, what has it been like to juggle that? What did it look like when you got started? You know, of course, mm-hmm. we see you now. You're in, you know, you've gone to London. You've been, you've been all over the world. Of course, all over the U.S., but then, you know, you've been parts of Europe. And of course, you've been in Canada often. Um, you know, what what has that mm-hmm. journey been like for you? Um, It's huge, bro. And, you know, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, I, I've been I've been you know doing the nine to five thing since I was you know fresh out of high school, eighteen years old. And so, um, you know, that's kind of always been a part of my adult life. But um, you know, as time went on, I, I really devoted more and more of my personal time into music or into battle rap, depending on the era. And so, um, it's it's very interesting having to juggle both because you know, especially nowadays, I have so many opportunities that present themselves that might require me to you know as you said be in Canada or be in London or um you know I went to Australia recently which is a really eye-opening experience and um you know I I get offers to go everywhere from you know Ireland to uh New Zealand to Amsterdam to you know all, all off the the strength of my talent and my ability and so um you know I, ne- I never quite thought that I, I would get to travel the world and and you know kind of expand my horizons just off the strength of my my god-given talent it's definitely a blessing but um it definitely is a sacrifice man you know it's definitely when you're 
thinking of transitioning from that nine to five to, you know, doing something you love full time, or even if you're not doing it full time, if you're deciding to kind of devote a little bit more time to it than than the normal person, you're you're, you're literally having to decide and juggle between, you know, kind of having that steady income, or you know, kind of kind of diving into something where you might be eating ramen noodles for a week, you know, waiting on your next gig. You know right. what I'm saying? And so right. I kind of I've kind of balanced both sides of that. And so, uh, you know, luckily I have a, a job that is very understanding. They're aware of my career and very supportive. And so, um, you know, they give me all of the flexibility that I might need, whether that's, you know, I might only be at work a couple of days in a month because I might be, you know, traveling so much during a particular month, um, you know, and, and they support me and, and they're uh, very supportive in that. And, uh, I'm very lucky uh, to kind of have that situation to where I can always know that if I don't have any battles or if I don't have any shows or if, you know, if I don't have anything on the rap side that's that's helping to contribute to my income, I have a job that I can that I can kind of rely on for that. And, you know, when I do have all of these gigs and stuff like that, I'm not, you know, I'm not having to sacrifice the nine to five that I have. And so I kind of have a a really really good situation worked out for me right now but um it's definitely you know I've, I've been in situations where my job wasn't so supportive and so I've had to make decisions like okay I can I can take this offer and go to Canada for four days and I don't have any more paid time off at work and I know if I can't make these two shifts then I might not have a job when I get back and so I you know I've had to make those decisions and and kind of try to try to do what's best for me in the long run and so um really just believe in yourself at the end of the day you really just have to 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 believe that you're doing the right thing and you gotta you gotta follow your dreams man there's there's nothing there's nothing worse than you know feeling like you didn't give it your all and that's always just kind of what I've what I've always kind of gone by and stood by is like I would rather you know go for my dreams and fail than to stay stuck at a nine to five and just always wonder what if like you never want to wonder you never want to wonder what if yeah man you know what i mean that's that's stance well so and it's funny you talk about your job and that was gonna that was actually another question i had so like what does it look like right when you so you show up of course for those who don't know right like you're a who, who haven't seen you and do your thing whatever whatever no you're a black man you're you're a moderately tall person. Like you're a, you're a I wouldn't say like you're a scary impose. You're not like um, you're not like you know sloppy like sugar or nothing like that. But uh, you know you're a large black man. Like what does it look like when you articulate to people? Hey, you know you talk to your employer. Hey, I'm I'm a battle rapper. Like well, how do those conversations yeah. go? Like how do you, and how does that? You know you say they're they're supportive. You know what does that what does that look like? Just to kind of like broach the topic and then talk about right. kind of your 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 uh, your your profession. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, it was, you know, when it, it initially, it was something that I, <clears throat> that I hid, you know, that I, I, and I think a lot of us as battle rappers do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hid my career from my job. And so, you know, at first I would say, oh, I'm going out of town for this reason or that reason. And, you know, I need to be off. I need to leave on Friday. And, 
you know, I'll be back Sunday night or Monday morning. And so I may miss this shift or that shift that I'm scheduled for. And, you know, doing that a couple of times, they, they really, they really don't trip. But as it, as it happened more often and more consistently, yeah, I kind of, I kind of just thought in my head, like, you know, if the only way this is going to going to work and work in my favor is, uh, you know, is if I'm honest. And so, um, I actually had just got offered a promotion and uh, you know, the, the promotion was, was kind of to a lofty position and they uh, you know, as we were in the office and we were discussing salary and everything like that, you know, I, I figured that was a really good time for me to kind of be honest. And so I, you know, I told them I was interested in the position and I would love to do the job, but I have a career and this is what I do. And this is what that looks like. And this is what I need from you if you want me to do this position for you. And so, um, you know, I need flexibility on your end for me to be able to do A, B, and C. And if I can do that, then when I'm here and I'm working, I will give you flexibility on D, E, and F. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? And so yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely a compromise there. And like I said, they, they are in support of it. They, they will even watch my battles Word. and, and you know, come to work and, and quote certain things that I've said. And it's so weird because it's, it's such a, you know, the, the environment that I work in, you would never expect, you know, to have, you know, 40 year old, 50 year old, uh, you know, Caucasian men and women or, or it's, <laughs> With all types of different, you know, backgrounds right. and, you know, all, all types of different, you know, places that they've grown up in and things that they're interested in. Like, you know, I, I don't think anybody where I work is interest, even interested in, in hip hop to be for real. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's other things like that. But, you know, they take an interest in it because, you know, they they see that I'm that I'm good at it that I have a talent and they see where it takes me and where I go and how long I'm gone and 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 the kind of money I make when I'm not there and so yeah man um it's just a it's just a really really beautiful situation and so um you know it it, it really really helps to to have the support of your higher ups because they you know are just so understanding and they, they allow you to do what you need to do and they understand that uh, although it is a priority you know it's just a means to an end you know what I mean? so um that was a that was a big turning point for me in my career to have their support and to have their their kind of uh you know them behind me in terms of me being able to go after what i'm trying to go after well i would imagine man it's also like a weight off your back right like because it's one less thing you got to worry about, right? The more the more transparently you can move while you do or you pursue your passions, the more energy you're going to have for your passions, right? So, like, I would imagine you just being able to just kind of be more of yourself and bring more of yourself, frankly, to work. Not that you're going to be scheming on your boss, but <laughs> that you can just kind of, you know, right. you, can, you can be yourself and that people know what you're about. People, When you leave, you say, hey, I got to go. You, like you said, you're not having to kind of create stories and excuses and narratives and things of that nature. So, you know, you talked about um, you talked about the travel and the doors that that battle rap and you're really again just kind of beyond just battle rap. Your music has opened for you. Would you mind talking a little bit about mm -hmm. drop the mic? I'm not asking you to share any secret sauce or anything like that, but kind of talk to us about 
about how that opportunity happened. And and for those who don't know, y'all drop the mic when y'all see like these celebrities and they're like they're like rapping it against each other. That's a TV show called Drop the Mic, right? And Chilla Jones is involved yeah. in that. So yeah, you, you go ahead, man. Yeah, um, you know, so so the opportunity first presented itself um, through uh, another battler named Roan, and so Roan, um, well, at, at one point was the uh, one of the contributing head writers on the show in the very first season. Okay, and so um, you know he had he had a little leverage and a little leeway to kind of be able to, um, you know, he and the uh, executive producer by the name of Jensen Carp, um, you know, Jensen was formerly a battle rapper in, in the California Los Angeles scene. Oh wow. And so um, you know, he is a big battle rap fan, is you know, he's he knows like, you know, the the sources and Ill Max and a lot of those people from okay. from back in the day, the, the early guard. like WRCs yeah. in that kind of era. And so um, you know, I think very important for Jensen uh to incorporate some of the new age, you know, battle rappers into the show in terms of having them contribute by, you know, either assisting in the writing process or in coaching some of the celebrities to, you know, make sure when they go on stage, they, they sound as good as possible. Yeah. And so, um, during that very first season, uh, you know, they, they both reached out to me in regards to, uh, helping and contributing on the show and you know obviously my kind of reputation as you know the kingpin or you know one of the greatest writers in battle rap kind of seems like a no-brainer to have me involved in that process um and so you know they reached out to me i went out to hollywood um i was able to work with uh you know wayne brady jake owen boys to men rascal flats a bunch of different um, a bunch of different people who are all really, really dope, humble, down to earth celebrities. Yeah. And um, you know, I got a chance to work with them and and you know help them construct their lines and and teach them the best ways to rap it or flow it over the beat. Um, and man, you know, I've I've been I've been on every season since. You know what I mean? And so it's a, it's a very dope process. I've, I've got a chance to meet and network with a lot of dope people. Um, I love the concept of the show. I think it's a genius show. Uh, salute to Method Man as well, who had a, a big hand in bringing me on as well. Method uh, co-hosted my battle with Daylight in 2014. He's been a big, big fan as well as a mentor ever since. He always keeps in touch, and and uh, you know he also was somebody who co-signed bringing me on the show as well. So um, it, it's just been a, a really humbling experience, man. You know that's that's just one of the many things that battle rap has done for me and has allowed me to do and it's just yeah. uh it's really it's really humble. you know i never i never thought that battle rap would lead to so many different avenues um you know that that could do you know what i mean but it's just, yeah. it's really been a humble and remarkable thing well it's you know and speaking of that battle and i <laughs> when you hit that um that blue meth line in the in that battle against daylight i saw meth's face in the background i was like oh i bet they're gonna be cool after this like that was one of my favorite battles also um yeah so so let's let's keep it going so i'm curious man you know and i don't want to get you in trouble and this is not a battle rap podcast but i'm but i'm but you know i'm a battle rap fan Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. let me ask you this yes if you had to look at if you look at the battle rap scene today 
Yeah. Who are out of the new guard, right? Who yeah. out, who out there is in your atmosphere, right? So are you are you looking at Loso, Twerk, A Ward, like Nid like who out there this year are you like, yo, you gotta you gotta face these bars? Like who are who out there is on your list? Um for as far as you know, people that I want to see yeah. in the in the near future, uh, A Ward for sure is in there. Um, I would I would love to to battle Nitty. Um, I would like to battle Loso, but um, you know it's funny. Uh, me and Loso, as well as me and A Ward, we're actually all pretty close. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Um, you know they're, they're they're both two guys that um, they're humble, they're yeah. smart, they're talented. And, you know, I, I kind of make it a habit when I come across certain people to reach out and just be like, yo, if you need something, if there's anything I can do, any advice I can give you, um, you know, I, I always extend myself to the new guard to let them know that, you know, I'm, I'm here as, as a support, as a veteran, as a support system, you know, if right. there's anything you need, like, you know, I'm here for that. And, and those are two guys that have both definitely taken advantage of that. Um, okay. But the funny thing is, is... I still want to destroy A Ward. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 I, like, like me, me and me and A Ward are so competitive that you know the, that battle is still gonna happen, and you know it's still gonna be an amazing battle. But on the flip side, it's like I don't know that I can see myself battling Loso. Mm. Um, and it's it's not even that I'm closer with Loso, but me and Loso just have a different type of uh, a different type of relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it could never happen, but. Uh, I guess I'm just saying that um, I'm more anxious and eager to battle A Ward. Um, okay. But uh, A Ward, uh, Nitty for sure. Uh, Av, I think Av, I'm really close to Av too. I, I, I think Av is amazing. Um, Av is also on my list. I would love to, to battle him. I think it would be a really good battle. That'd be a great battle. Um, they, now you you skimmed over Twerk. Was that uh, on purpose? Or are you fading? Are you or are you? Those are the names that come to mind. I, I, I think Twerk is dope, and and uh, I would I would battle Twerk as well, but um, I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right, bet, bet, bet. So, and it's you know it's it's interesting because so to your point about the people that you name, right? Um, I definitely mm-hmm. think I definitely think when I when I look at so when I look at like that four horsemen group. So of course you know we you and I've had conversations before, like when you and Saga battled. You was kind of clowning them about the thing, and I was like, "Hey, you know, whatever, whatever." But um, out of the four horsemen, I actually think A Ward has all of the element. Like he's to me, he his pen to me is the most aggressive and impressive in terms of the fact that he can do. He kind of does everything really well, right? Like he has this. He always has a. He always has a crazy scheme in the second round. He starts mm-hmm. off with some nice personals. He wraps it up at the end with like a like with a Christian gospel presentation at the end of course i find this dope i'm biased in that way um but (laughs) and then of course you got nitty who i just think i really think man he's up there man like i think he would i really think so a war would be an entertaining battle um noloso would be cool i think that nitty like honestly man would give you like i think nitty would give you your best challenge though i do oh for sure no i i agree i i think nitty Right now, I you know my my honest opinion is that uh, me, Nitty, and JC are the are the kind of the three best pens. I agree with that. And so uh, you know, obviously, me and JC have already gone to war, and so have right, JC right. and. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. If we're talking bar for bar, we're talking pen for pen. Right. Um, yeah, nobody's going to give me a tougher match than than probably Nitty and, you know, maybe Twerk. You know what I mean? If, if that ever happens. If, if, yeah, uh, if, if, if it happens, if he, you know what I'm saying, if he comes ready and all that stuff, you know, all those various right. elements. I think, I think what's scary about Nitty is I don't think we've, I think he's had a couple of stumbles, but mm-hmm. when you talk about consistency, man, like he's up there, like him, when you talk about just so like, let's take a, like a step, like a kind of like pivot for a second. So when you talk about consistent battle rappers, it's like what him, a words pretty consistent, but him, DNA, Wars. DNA Myers, like them cats, Danny, like, yep, very, for sure. very consistent, man. You ain't got to really worry about um, if he's gonna come at you. Not if, not even if he's gonna get his, if he's gonna get his bars out. So DNA, you never worry about him getting his bars out. But sometimes he's like, ah, these bars are kind of. But then like Nitty, it's like, hey, not only do you not have to worry about him getting his bars out, the bars gonna be crazy when they come out. Right. 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 And, and so. You know, it's it's just I, I'm just I'm I'm really curious, man. I'm trying to see what's going on. You know, of course we're all I follow the news and stuff, and I'm hearing about you know people that you might be battling. But I'm really excited to see something going. On. I think 2019 is going to be a crazy year. You've been on top for a while. You know, you talked to, just a second about you know being a mentor. You know what? You, and you say you know you offer your your services and your your time. You know what are what are things that you wish? folks would have helped you with as you kind of got into it like after you after you whooped interstate flames and after you beat gatman mm-hmm. jones um and then after you beat uh m city and then you beat cash eaton like at what point yeah. at what point was it like okay can somebody help me like did, like did anyone kind of help pull you aside and kind of pour into you was it or did you kind of have to find out things the hard way um for the most part, man, I, I had to find out things the hard way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't really, being that, you know, A, I was from Boston, and, you know, that there was kind of nobody before me right, right. from Boston. And so, I, you know, I, I didn't I didn't have a path to follow. I had to create one. And, uh, you know, th- there was kind of nobody that I could reach out to or anything like that. So I'll tell you, for the most part, I had to kind of learn everything, but I can tell you back in those days, you know, there were some people that, that helped, you know, the, you know, Mickey Fax was a, was a big, a big mentor for me, um, you know, in terms of uh, helping me make certain career decisions and um, great person to spar with. And he's a very, very tough critic as far as if you let him kind of hear your material. Yeah. Um, stuff that you might think is amazing he might hear and be like eh you can do better you know what i mean like and so um he 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 was a a really really important part of the elevation of my pen and the you know versatility that i that i began to show over time um but i but i do wish i had more more of that on the battle rap side you know from 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 somebody who actually battled back then because at that time mickey hadn't really jumped in the ring yet he was still just you know uh underground artist that everybody kind of knew about and and followed the culture but i didn't have anybody within you know as a battle rapper within the culture really take me under their wing or anything like that and uh you know leading into the dna battle and even after the dna battle Mm. i feel like that's something that that would have been the time where I would have needed it the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I kind of didn't didn't have that. And so 
that's part of the reason why I extend myself, especially to certain people. Like when I look at Loso, I'm like, man, you don't, you know, there's, there's nobody else that I know of from Tampa yeah. that, you know, making as much noise as you are as far as battle rap. And so you probably don't have that, that person. I mean, obviously he is John John because he came up through bullpen. Of course. So I know he definitely has some people in his corner. Um, you know, and it's kind of the same thing with A-Ward. He's from Missouri, so obviously there's the Hitmans, there's the Verbs, but right, right. he's also Kansas City. He's not from St. Louis. Right. It's and different, so, uh, different spaces. Exactly. Way different spaces. And so, um, you know, for a lot of those guys that I know are coming from maybe some some towns or some markets where, you know, they're kind of creating a path for their town or for their city, I like to kind of extend myself and say, yo, if you ever need anything, if you need to run your bars by someone if you have any career questions about what battles you should take or or anything like that you know you know inside and outside of battle rap man just you know just in in life in general man like um you know just know that i'm a resource here for you that you can use whenever necessary and so um you know at the end of the day i I just there's I, i i see it every day and i think we all see it as black men we see talent go uh, by the wayside a lot of times mm. whether that's uh, you know people falling victim to the streets or jail or, or whatever the case um, and then you know even within battle rap there's a lot there's a lot of people with extreme talent that we see don't live up to their potential so look man let's talk about it absolutely right and to your point though around just people in your circle making sure they're holding you accountable being like hey you know that bar wasn't really that great you know you can kind of tell if you're a if you're a fan and you're listening to the you're watching these battles like who had someone who they sparred with who told them the truth and then who had maybe just a bunch of yes men or they rushed it wrote it at the last minute they didn't really have anyone hold them accountable and i think you know i think in any realm um, in corporate, creative, music, whatever whatever the space is, you need someone who's going to kind of keep it 100 with you. Otherwise, you walk out here talking about uh, that that surf twerk battle when he said, think which is parking lot, all brooms. I was like, what does that mean, surf? Like, what do you, what is that? What does that mean? Like, I, like what are you saying, right? Um, you know, and then, you, you know, again, there's plenty of people we can name. This is not a, it's not no disrespect to nobody, but it's just like, there's, there's value in that mentorship and it you're to your point right as black men like it's obvious when we see talent go by the wayside in a variety of spaces for a variety of reasons and when you and it's, it hurts because you can see the potential you're like man i know you want to, i know you want to do better than this i know that you don't want to be rapping like this right i know i know that you don't want to be performing right. like this i know that you want to be the best you can be and what sucks about battle rap is that it's on such a public stage right so it's like you can't you don't have the luxury of failing in moderate privacy like you're failing in front of like potentially hundreds of thousands of people online right exactly right um, right well well look and, go ahead no keep going no i was gonna say and it's it's uh it's you know th- that was what i learned with with you know with the dna battle and and you know e- e- i mean even though i feel like i won that battle it was, I feel a, like it was, was a body bag but yeah you yeah, yeah. and but there, but there was a lot to be learned because that was, you know, I, I went from battling in front of four, four to five hundred people to battling in front of three thousand people. I went from getting, you know, two, two or three hundred thousand views on my battles to seven hundred, eight hundred thousand views. Like that, that was a huge step up for me in terms of name and tier and everything like that. So um, coming into the coming into the sport, 
you know the dna battle was maybe my sixth battle ever yeah, and so man. it's different it's different when you look at other people like say john john adon john john adon had maybe 12 battles on grind time before he even walked onto url right and so he was able to take that experience with him to a new league and kind of dominate because he had already kind of worked out the flaws in his style he had already figured out the best way to memorize his bars he had right. mastered performing in front of certain groups of people and so for me i had to learn in front of the world right. and so it was it was such a big different uh it was it was such a different environment for me than for a lot of the other people that we look at as stars today right. because they had they had the opportunity to groom themselves in 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 their leagues and have between 10 and 20 battles before they even went to URL. I had the two battles that you were talked about earlier on this podcast, which was the, the Gatman Jones and the Interstate Flames. Right. Those were the only two battles I had in, in this format before I stepped foot on the biggest league in the world. Yeah, man. You so show, imagine, so you like a Michael LeBron playing two high school games before he gets called up to the NBA. You it know was, what I mean? Like it was, it was a crazy jump, man, because you went from yeah, you did. So you went Gatman, Interstate, and they were crazy body bags. So then, and then, so the buzz got quick, right? It, it, your stock went crazy up. Then you went. Tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it was it Cash Eaton, then M City, then JC? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Cash Eaton, Body. Yeah. Him City, you know, at the time, classic, whatever, whatever. Then JC, of yeah. course, certified classic. Then from there, because that in that room, how big, how many people were in that room with you and JC? Like 500, like how many people? Uh, me and JC was probably like 250, 300. It was, it was a really, uh, really small room, small uh, intimate room. space. Yeah. Uh, small room, intimate space, but the, the energy in that room, man, I'll never forget it. Such, such an amazing energy crazy energy in that room so you go from a small and again small room battle where everybody's gonna feel the bars more whatever whatever to this like and admittedly um because i came from when i was watching battle rap as a kid chiller i was watching it like with you know of course everybody every millennial who watches battle rap knows um the series jones murder luke battle so like that was the kind of vibe i was used to the gen gen's battles um, like those were the types of space and so I was even kind of taken aback when I was watching you rap and I was like dang okay this is crazy this stage is really big like this is completely different you got, Kate, you got Kevin Durant in the background you got a huge it's like a, a it's like a um, an auditorium right the theater um, and so yeah it's crazy man it's like, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a crazy jump man and it's but it's interesting and you know I'm trying to take my fanboy hat off because part of me is like one it's great that you're, you chose to learn and grow from that I've seen, I could see another angle of, and I've seen this in other battle rappers that we don't have to name drop, right? Um, but where it's like, you could be stubborn and be like, nah, I was just ahead of my time. Y'all weren't ready at the time. If I was to do that now, it would be crazy and I'm not going to change, mm -hmm. right? But you you made a decision mm -hmm. to start doing other things, right? Which you kind of highlighted in that prep battle when you talked about you got you got angles, personals, you know, you, had, you have all these different weapons now um, and you grew from right. that man this has been a great conversation i'm curious you know you have a ton of bars right like you have a ton of schemes um battles people that you've battled mm -hmm. you, know, you know what if you had to say like your one of the, your favorite punches your favorite schemes you know what do you have one that you kind of like that you think about often and if so would you mind kind of like breaking it down 
let me think. I mean, re- recent memory um, is a couple. So, okay. so there's one uh, in my battle versus Iron Solomon, and it's uh, it's in the first round, and it's it's a Celtics game. Okay. Um, and so it says it's something along the lines of uh, so first I'll do the scheme and then I'll break it down. So it goes. I uh, bet. My fans strong in the building. Of course, I'm a sell tick, so save the hating. You think it's rosier on this side, but be smart before you make a statement. Because brown nosing will only cause more issues. Say the wrong thing in cases, waving that law can spark him. You'll be taking more shots in Boston than Jason Tatum. <laughs> um, right, and so uh, it actually starts before that but i'll but i'll get into that in a second and so um and so uh how i introduce the scheme is uh i say something like i'm hands-on you came for gordon hey word i told him break a leg from the jump just hope his punches don't land wrong my fan strong in the building so uh you came for gordon hey word so so that's gordon hayward i told him break a leg from the jump just hope your punches don't land wrong. So that's about his injury last year. Mm, yeah. When he, when he you know, he broke, broke a leg when he jumped and he landed wrong. Mm. Um, and so, and then it goes into my fan strong in the building. Of course, I'm a Celtic, so save the hating. Celtics, Celtics. Uh, you think it's rosier on this side, but be smart before you make a statement. So that's, uh, you think it's rosier, Terry Rosier. On this side will be smart, Marcus Smart. Before you make a statement, because brown nosing will only cause more issues. Uh, Jalen Brown, brown nosing will only cause more issues. Marcus Morris, yeah. Uh, say the wrong thing in cases, waving that Larkin sparking. Uh, so back then we had a, a backup point guard named Shane Larkin. Yeah. Um, that Larkin sparking, you'll be taking more shots in Boston than Jason Tatum. So it's like Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, Shane Larkin, Jason Tatum. So it's like seven or eight uh, Celtics players in that Celtics scheme. So yeah, man. For, for personal reasons, battling a legend like Iron Solomon in Boston, and I don't right. get very many battles in Boston nowadays. Right, right. Um, and to be able to do a Boston Celtics scheme while they were in the middle of a crazy playoff run right. without Kyrie Irving um, was was really really dope to me. Um, the other scheme that comes to mind um, from the Pepsi that I really like was a scheme I did versus Jonai. Uh, it was a Ooh, Super Mario scheme. Yes. Um, yes. Let me see if I remember this one off the top of my head. Uh, I wish I could also remember what he said because he had a line about. Super Mario in his third round. He did. But I kind of rebuttaled it with the lines of uh, Super Mario Super Mario 3. Uh, I'm making moves behind the scenes. Who's whistleblowing? Ooh, um, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which if you're a Mario fan, it's dope. Super Mario 3, you right. can run behind the level, right. behind the background. The and white then if you blocks. blow the whistle, you yeah. warp to a, different, to a different world. Yes. Um, and so, uh, in response, I said, um, I said, I needed talks like this when I got in the game. 
this is a lot like I said you're right this is a lot like Super Mario I know at first thought it was strange but though we battle rap cause a good job is not in their range and they don't want to jump up to hit the block for some change haters are try to put you haters are try to put your face on a bullet if they the jealous type the best advice she ain't your princess cause she lets you pipe your boo gonna make moves behind your back having sex at night cause if y'all split having one up on you will give her extra life oh my god it's the important thing love from the fans staying unconditional when there's mushroom for growth they campaign and they stay with you but when you get bigger they do anything to belittle you but win or lose star power makes, makes you, you invincible. invincible Woo! shoot so the, so the, so the whole scheme is the whole scheme is like all Mario'd out. So uh jump up and hit the block for some change. Right. Obviously if you play Mario, you jump up, you hit the blocks, the coins come out. Right. Um haters that try to put your face on a bullet. So there are bullets in Mario that have faces on them that fly at you. Right. Um the best advice, she ain't your princess cause she lets you pipe. So Princess Peach. Right. And uh obviously in Mario you go down the pipes into the different levels and warp zones and things like that yes sir uh uh boo gonna make moves behind your back having sex at night so boo is the name of the ghost that if you run toward it it stays still and if you turn your back to it 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 flies towards you to get you um so your boo gonna make moves behind your back having sex at night because if y'all split having one up on you will give her extra life so one up is the green mushroom that gives you an extra life um and the most important thing love from the fans ain't unconditional when there's much room for growth they campaign and they stick with you so when you're an up-and-comer and you're learning and developing everybody's on your team but then also in the mario sense when you get a mushroom, you grow. Right. When there's mushroom for growth, they campaign and they stick with you. But when you get bigger, they do anything to belittle you. <laughs> so whether it's on Mario, when you get hit with a shell or a fireball or a plant or something happens, you get smaller. Right. They do anything <laughs> to belittle you. But win or lose, star power makes you invincible. When you get the star, nothing can kill you. Goodness so the whole... Man. The whole that whole scheme is yeah, it's just like eight, twelve bars of just Mario references, but um also relating it to him. Kind of funny, it ties into what we were talking about earlier, but it's like men I'm I'm almost mentoring him, I'm telling him right. <laughs> you know, the whole thing is me saying, you know, we battle rap because some of us can't get a good job for whatever reason. So we battle rap because we don't wanna go to the streets we don't want to jump up and hit the block for some change haters will try to put your face on a bullet if they the jealous type people will try to kill you for your fame the best advice she ain't your princess because she lets you pipe just because she sees you're famous and has sex with you doesn't mean she's really down for you your boo gonna make moves behind your back having sex at night because if y'all split having one up on you will give her extra life she's gonna do you dirty because in the end if you guys end up breaking up she wants to feel like she has something on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing, love from the fans isn't unconditional. When there's mushroom for growth, they campaign and they stick with you. They love you as an up-and-comer. When you get bigger, they do anything to belittle you. When you hit a certain tier and you stop being the underdog, 
all fans want to do is see you lose. Right, right. But win or lose, star power makes you invincible. So whether or not you're winning or losing battles, if you have that charisma, if you have that star power, you'll continue to, to grow and, and be a force. So it's like totally mentoring him, but at the same time, breaking him down using Mario references. Man. So that's probably one of my favorite schemes ever, but uh, that's from the battle I did with Joe and I. I want to say this was 20... Was it 16? I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017. I want to say it was 2017, to be honest, but... Mm. Oh, right, just hit 2019. You're right. It was 2017, man. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be two years in April that that battle came out. Yeah. Uh, that that battle happened, I'm sorry. But, but yeah, that that's easily, especially because he had the Mario line in the third round and this kind of came after it, easily one of my favorite schemes that I've ever done. Like, the way it's put together, I just think it's it's so good. So good. Nah, man, it was phenomenal. I remember that battle, and it was... <laughs> So my homeboy E Mike, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna drop his name. Um, <laughs> we were watching it in his at his apartment, and man, he heard that, and he had, um, I think he had his phone, and he threw his phone across the spot like he was he was shocked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, that is crazy. See, I thought you were gonna say first of all, though, of course, phenomenal choices. I, how can I critique you on the choices you? Just, I asked you a question, you gave me your favorite scheme. I thought that you were going to talk about that third round scheme you had against JC when you said uh, we handle Maxwell. So whatever uh, I'm aiming, Aaliyah baby face on that black street. Oh, oh the R&B scheme. Yes, that was crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many schemes that I can reference. I mean, obviously, that's a really good one. The music instrument scheme in that same battle, crazy. the car part scheme in that same battle. Uh, M City, I had the out of this world scheme, which was oh, like yeah, uh, that was crazy. There's so many schemes that I can mention. I tried to pick something that was fairly recent. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and they were clean too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, I mean, but there was so there's so many. Like, man, I I probably have 25 to 30 schemes that I could have picked to to you know that that I really really like. Like I like I I have a especially over time man i've i've my standards for schemes have gone up because a because i have a reputation for them but also b because people do them so much that um you know i have to separate myself so it would be different if i was the only person doing it you know my standards wouldn't have to be so high but the fact that every every battler tries to scheme at some point in their career and some point in most of their battles like i have to i have to have a I have to be at a level that shows a clear difference of, like, that's why that they say he's the best at scheming. Right. He's way better than everybody else, and so I, I try to put it together in, in a way that that gives people that that impression. Well, you know what, I, and what I'm excited about, and I'm just happy that you were able to join the podcast because, you know, we we talk the type of people we try to interview, right? So we try to interview um, corporate professionals social influencers and then creatives right um mm-hmm. non non-white in those all those different spaces and i think mm-hmm. you know your space is unique because um you know there are just very few people who can do what you do and it's exciting because i feel as if on our podcast the guests that we have they all have like really unique talent skill sets experiences perspectives so as i let you go before I, and before i do that rather what 
death any projects do you want to shout out do you have any you have anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about any parting words anything going on at all for shout outs first and foremost um king of the dot championship london england march 3rd make sure you guys tune in as chilla jones versus head ice for the king of the dot championship um if you're not into battle rap if you don't follow battle rap this is a really good event for you to get started you can get a pay-per-view and watch it live on your computer your mobile phone your xbox your playstation your amazon fire stick your smart tv however you want to do it um definitely get involved with the culture see what we're about see what i am about um also want to give a big shout out to my bro um me and my brother have a big project coming out in 2019 musically i haven't put out a music project since 2014 i'm super super excited about it um a lot of big features got method man on there got a couple other people on there um man I'm i'm so happy with this project i can't wait to start letting you guys hear it we're planning on releasing the first single with the uh head ice battle as that drops on king of the dot youtube channel at the end of march so be on the lookout for that as well um otherwise you can follow me on twitter at chilla jones uh follow me on instagram chilla jones as well or tune into the website www.chillajones.com i got all types of kingpin merchandise you can see all my battles there you can read my bio you can check out my last music project uh anything chilla jones related i promise you can find it on www.chillajones.com man first of all again i'm just i'm shocked i'm shocked that we were to get you on the show we've been scheming trying to no pun intended trying to get you on here we've been plotting for this for some months <laughs> uh, yeah for a while man I'm, I'm happy to be here happy to do it for sure yeah man well look man uh thank y'all for joining the living corporate podcast of course you can check us out everywhere uh on living-corporate.com please say the dash from the living corporate.co living corporate.tv just know livingcorporate.com. We told y'all this before. Australia owns livingcorporate.com. I don't know what's going on. I got like some type of apartment selling website over there. So we can't get that domain. But we have every other domain. Like it's crazy. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at livingcorporate, Twitter at livingcorp underscore pod. This has been Zach. You've been listening to Chilla Jones, aka Juggernaut, aka Kingpin, aka Martin Luther Kingpin, aka yes, Boss Town. Yes, sir. Peace. You yeah. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.